We thank the Lord for this morning. We thank the Lord for making us to be a part of the family of believers, the family of God. Today, by the grace of God, we are looking at, we'll continue with the series of study that uh, we started a couple of weeks ago on, in the book of Colossians. Today, we are looking specifically at Colossians chapter 2, from verse 6, verse 6 and verse 7. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and verse 7, talking about keeping the flame burning, keeping the flame burning. The Lord God of heaven will speak to our hearts and will bless every one of us in Jesus' name. Let us bow down our heads for prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you. We thank you for a bright new day that you have given unto us. We thank you for life. We thank you for every good thing that you have done for us. We thank you for the salvation of our soul. We thank you for Jesus Christ, your only begotten son that you gave to us so that we can be reconciled to you, so that we can have eternal life. And we thank you for bringing us once again into your presence because the Bible says that no one can come unto me except they are brought to me by my Father in heaven. We know that it is you, God, that you have brought us together to be part of the members of the church. And today, by the grace of God, we are looking at your word. We are praying earnestly that you will come and speak to us in Jesus' name. That you will speak to every one of us individually, every one of us, and collectively you will make us better people, a better church for you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, move in our midst. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Holy Spirit, explain your word to understanding in Jesus' name. We thank you because you have answered. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We're looking at keeping the flame burning. In, uh, in Australia, we are told of this mountain that is called the Burning Mountain. That is referred to as the Burning Mountain. In, in Wikipedia, Wikipedia, we understand that this the, the is an underground fire that is estimated to be at a depth of around 30 meters, about 100 feet. It's estimated that the fire has been burning for approximately 6,000 years. And it's, like it's the oldest known coal fire in the world. European explorers and settlers to the area believe the smoke coming from the ground was volcanic in, in, in nature, in origin. It was not until 1829 that uh, geologist Reverend Wilton identified it as a coal seam fire. But the, the interesting thing about this mountain is still part of the part of the national park of, uh, of, of in Australia. The interesting thing about it is that it's been burning for so long and it keeps burning. And it keeps burning. And that is something that, that is, you know, that relates to what we are discussing today. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. 
just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. The message addresses what happens to us when we become Christians, when we give our life to Jesus Christ. We see the love of God. We see something has changed in our nature. We are no longer the person we used to be. And by the grace of God, many of us, if not all of us, have experienced this. And as many that have not experienced it, it is important that we must have this experience. That when we give our life to Jesus Christ, there is that love. There is that, that passion that comes from inside of us. We want to know more about the Lord. We want to know what he wants to say again. We love the people of God. We love the word of God. What again does he want to tell me? We want to know how his word applies to our, our lives. And we want to know more about the kingdom of God. Then the message also speaks to keeping that flame, that flame of love burning permanently in our lives. Because you see, the experience is that over time, a child of God begins to experience temptation. Temptation is common. We all experience temptation. Jesus was tempted. We experience challenges, tribulations. We experience times when we are down, times when we are up. The devil will strike. Sickness will come. Disappointment will come. We sometimes we pray and pray and pray. And it seems that our prayers are not answered. And all these things put themselves together the love, the affection, the passion that we have for God and the things of God no longer stays the same. It begins to wane. It begins to diminish. And that is where the apostle is concerned. If we look at it from where we have been talking about, where we've been studying, we look at it from, from chapter 1 up to where we are today, we will remember he talked about the faith of the Colossian church. The faith of the Colossian church, the fact that they love God. You, the, the, the testimony of their pastor, Epaphras, to, to, to Paul the apostle in, in, in prison, is that they love God. They, 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 have, they have that passion. They want to know more about, about God, the Spirit of God. They are bearing the fruit of the Spirit. If we look at it in chapter 1, verse 4, time will fail us to look at the things that we have talked about before. Then the concern then becomes, how does this fire continue to burn? How does this fire continue to burn? And then he said, that what? He said, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, importantly, we cannot talk about a fire burning when the fire has not started. Because the testimony in the life of these people is that they have received Christ Jesus the Lord. And why Paul the Apostle was convinced that they have received Christ Jesus the Lord was because of those testimonies, those things that the report he got about them, about the church. He has not met with them from what we learn. He has not met with them, but he has gotten reports about how they've been bearing spiritual fruit, how they, their faith, their love for God, and all those things that we all experience when we gave our life to Jesus, when we, you know, when we first received Christ. 
the passion, the love that comes from inside of us, that we want to know more about the Lord, we want to do His will, we want Him to lead us, we want Him to do, and then we want to follow Him. He has heard about that testimony, and then that testimony is a testimony, like I said, that all of us must have. Therefore, if any man, if anyone is in Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things pass away. Behold, the new things has come. Behold, all things become new. That when we give our life to Jesus Christ, there must be definite changes in our life. The way we, uh, the way we used to live our life be before, there must be a change from our old self and our new self. And that is, by the grace of God, what we have all experienced. The Lord will help us to keep that fire burning in Jesus' name. In Romans, in, in uh, Psalm, Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2, he said, As the deer pants for flowing stream, so pant my soul for you, O God. My soul tests for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? That is the testimony of a child of God that has just given his life to Jesus Christ. And that is the testimony that we all share. That is the testimony that they have in the Colossian church. They are asked, panting for God. Their heart wanting to know more about God. And that is what we are looking at today. My tear has been my food day and night. Why they say to me all the day long, where is your God? It is a personal experience. It's not a collective experience. It's a personal experience that the Lord desire that we have individually. Everybody, every person, every child of God must get to that point in which the love of God fills my heart, fills your heart. And all I want to do, anything I do in my life, when I'm planning my life, my career, my future, my passion, I'm doing it in line with how the Lord wants me to do it. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now, Paul the Apostle have heard about their testimony. And he said he was praying for them. He was praying for them that they will be able to sustain it. Sustainability becomes the issue. That they will be able to sustain it. But then he gave them the message. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, you have received Christ Jesus with all the good testimony, all the good things that goes with it. Keeping the flame burning becomes the next step. Walk ye in him walk ye in him if we are going to keep the love of god in our hearts if we are going to keep that flame burning in our lives if we are going to keep the fire of the spirit of god in our lives walk ye in him walk ye in him rooted and built up in him then Walk ye in him. How, what does that mean? Walk ye in him. Can we see other areas of the Bible that gives us an explanation, an enlightenment of what is, does it really mean for us to walk in him? The word of God in John chapter 14 verse 6. John chapter 14 verse 6. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. 
the truth and the life. No man goes to the Father except he goes by me. The word of God in John chapter 8 verse 12, he said, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that the word of God is presented to us as a pathway. As I'm standing on the altar and I'm going to the back, I have different pathways. I can go this way. I can go that way. Maybe I can come this way and go from the other side. So there are different pathways that are open unto me. In life, the Word of God made us understand that we have pathways. And one of those pathways is the Word of God himself. He is a pathway for our lives. When we say walk on that pathway, walk in him. The Word of God is a pathway for us to walk in. In Psalm 119, verse 105, that we are familiar with, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That if we are going to keep the fire burning, the Corinthian church, the Snowdon family, Snowdon Baptist church, if you are going to keep the fire burning, the fire that was there at salvation, the fire that the enemy of our soul, will do everything to put off the fire that, that, that keeps the devil afraid of us. If we are going to keep that fire burning, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. A lot of us are con contented with just identifying with the church. Identifying with the church, coming to church on Sunday, coming to church is good, it's one step. But the next step is what? Is getting more of the word of God, applying the word of God to my life. How does the word of God regulate my life? How does the word of God decide my life, decide my conduct, my lifestyle? Your word is a lamp to my feet. How does it apply to me personally? Do I follow the word of God? How much of the word of God do I follow? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In the current world where we are, where things are changing fast, where decisions are being made by the government, we cannot live without the word of God. If we live without the word of God, it's like a river that flows, forgetting its source. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. The word of God is a lifestyle. We have to live the word of God. It's a lifestyle. Jesus said everyone, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, he said everyone then who hear the word of mine and does them, I will liken them to a wise man who built his house on the rock. That when we hear the word of God, it is one thing we hear, we come, we love, we come to the to church, we hear the word of God. It is another thing for us to take the next step. We get involved, we do the word of God. How the word of God applies to my life, I take the step to do. If I'm struggling to do the word of God, I have to pray. It becomes a, an import, the most important prayer point in my life. Oh Lord, this one that you want me to do, how do I do it? 
the word of God said I should forgive. This person has offended me. I'm finding it difficult to forgive her, to forgive him. But the word of God says I have to forgive. It becomes a pathway for me. It's not the pathway I will naturally want to take. The pathway I will naturally want to take is that it is finished. I will not have anything to do with this person. But the pathway that the word of God has created for me is that I should do what? That I have to forgive. The word of God has said I should love. Love like God loves. Love sacrificially. Love without, without, you know, it is said in the, the system of the world that nothing goes for nothing. If there is nothing in there for me, I'm not going to do anything about it. But in the kingdom of God, sacrificial love is love when, that I, I, I am giving when I don't expect anything to get back in return. And God said, I should love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse, verse 18, it says, Love is God, and anyone that loves is born of God and know God. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is God, and anyone that loves is born of God and know God. He that does not love does not know God. So the word of God said, I should love. I have to love. The word of God said, I should go out and preach the gospel. I have to do it. Because doing it is walking in the pathway that the word of God has created for me. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I have to live the word of God. Jesus said, anybody that hear my word and does, and does it, is like a person that builds his house on the rock. And the rain will fall, the flood will come, the wind blew, and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it has been founded on the rock. That when we we'll live our life on the word of God, temptations will come, difficulties will come, challenges will come. Whatever life wants to throw at me, my faith is going to stand. That fire that was burning at salvation, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, nothing will touch it. And that fire will burn in our lives to eternity in Jesus' name. He said, but anyone who hears the word of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built who built his house on the sound, and the rain will fall, and flood came, the wind blew, and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was it fall. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. The message of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthian to the Colossian church, and the word of God coming unto us, Snowdon Baptist Church, walk in the word of God. Walk ye in him. Build your life, build your yourself we build our church on what on the word of god and it is what for us to hear the word of god to love the word of god hear the word of god and do the word of god the lord god will help us in jesus name in luke chapter 6 verse 47 to 48 it talks about the same thing he emphasizes it again hearing the word of god and doing the word of god again another thing that he also said about walking that 
can be also be interpreted to mean walking in him. He said it in John chapter 15. We know in John chapter 15, Jesus talks about abiding in him. He said in verse, seven, verse 5 to 7, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, ye can do nothing. That if we are going to be rooted in him, he said in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, so walk in him. Verse 7, rooted and built up in him. If we are going to be rooted in him, we are going to abide in him. And these are things that, like I said, it is not impossible that we are sometimes we struggle with them. When we struggle with them, the Lord expects us to go to him in prayer. To go to him in prayer and tell him, Oh Lord, help me. I am struggling in this area. Oh Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. And it is, it is when we go to him like that, that we are going to see the Holy Spirit real in our lives. He said, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into fire and burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will then be able to ask whatever you wish, whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. I pray that the Lord will do that for us in Jesus' name. Another one that we have also seen is a walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. The Christian life is a life controlled by the Spirit of God. The Christian life is a life, not a life that is lived by our knowledge, but a life that is lived by the Spirit of God controlling us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, he said, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Then King James Version goes ahead and says, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is therefore now no more condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. But then the condemnation of the law will no longer apply to them that are walking not after the flesh, but after the Spirit of God. It is when we, our lives are controlled by the Spirit of God that we get that benefit, that we are no longer under the condemnation of the Lord. Verse 6, it says, For to set our mind on the flesh is death, and to set our mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For to be carnally minded is death. When we, we live carnally, we live you know, in the flesh. We live to gratify, to satisfy fleshly desires only. Or we live to satisfy what the Word of God desires of us. It is when we are making effort. Because, like, uh, there is an adage in my place that says the, the, the baby that lifts up the hand is the one the mother will carry. When we making effort to do the word of God, it is then that the Spirit of God will be able to help us. 
And I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In verse 14, he says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Another point is that we have to become followers. Followers of Jesus Christ. Disciples of Jesus Christ. And he said unto them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall save it. The opportunities will be there for us to stand up and be counted, and be counted for the Lord. We have to be counted. We have to follow him. We have to identify with him. We have to be the light bearer, light bearer of the word of God by being his followers. The Lord God will help us in Jesus' name. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. If we are going to keep that fire burning, if we desire that the fire will not, will not be put off by problems, by challenges, by difficulties of life, by the cares of life and you know, problems of life, by the enemy of our soul who hates for us to be, to be born in for God, we must not live the superficial, superficial, we must not have a superficial relationship with God. We need a deepened relationship with him. We need a, person, a personal relationship that is rooted, rooted and, you know, anchored, deeply rooted in God, in the word of God. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33 to 34, God made a covenant with the children of Israel. And he said that, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one of each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying know the lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the lord for i will forgive their iniquity and i will remember their sins no more god said he will write his word on our hearts we will no longer be saying Go do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. That they used to do in those days. That it will come to a time that his word will be natural. Doing the word of God will be natural to everyone. Everyone that is a child of God, it will be your lifestyle. It will be my lifestyle. It will be the lifestyle of everyone. His word is there in our heart. And his spirit is there to help us. I pray that this will be our, our experience in Jesus' name. And his fear also, it will write on the tables of our heart. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them one heart, one way, that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make with them an everlasting covenant, and I will not turn away from doing good to them, and I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. And I will rejoice in doing them good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all the heart and all 
with all my heart and all my soul. That is what God promised to do to the children of Israel. And that is what God promised to do unto us, the church. The church of the new covenant. That is what God wants to do to us. To write his word in our heart. So that obedience to the word of God, the love for the word of God comes naturally. It becomes something from our nature. That we will obey God. We desire to know God. We want to conform to the image of Christ. For those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, pressing towards the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We continue to press forward. We are not people that are, you know, self-sufficient. I am okay. I am all I have done. I'm fine. We continue to make progress. We continue to press forward. And that is how that fire of the love of God can be sustained in our heart forever. Finally, a consistent and vibrant prayer life. God wants us to pray. Personally, God wants us to talk to him. He said in that Luke chapter 18, verse 1, that we know, he said, men, ought always to pray and not to faint. There are some things that will come into our lives. The purpose of that challenge in your life is to pray. Is to make you to call upon God. God is waiting for you to go on your nails and call upon him and say, Oh Lord, according to your word, Take this one out of my life. Oh Lord, according to your word, I need this. I need this. I need this. God wants us to come to him like that. God wants us not to give up. Not to just give in and say, oh, I will take whatever life throws at me. No. We have to pray. And he said unto them, Luke 11, 5-8. He said unto them, which of you who has a friend will go to him? At midnight, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has arrived from a journey, and I have nothing said before him. And I will, and he will answer from within. Do not bother me. The doors is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot go get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not set up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his impudence. He will rise and give him whatever he needs. So he's talking about our opportunity, our, you know, continue praying. As we pray, the Lord will answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Believers have the heart and spirit yearning to be taught of the word of God. For us to be, to, to be, to be taught and to abound in the word of God with thanksgiving, we must have that heart, that heart that is you know, demanding, asking, wanting to know more about the Word of God. Wanting to know more about the Word of God must be one characteristic for every one of us. The Lord will give it unto us in Jesus' name. So that the Word of God, to, to walk in Him, to keep the fire burning, it's like a mystery. 
It's a mystery that the Lord will reveal unto us personally, individually. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. He will show them his covenant that fear him. People that have his fear in their heart, they are the ones that will go more into a relationship with him. And that is the desire of God for us as his church. That is what Paul the Apostle was praying to God for, for the Colossian church. Therefore, as ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, abounding in him, just as uh, with thanksgiving, abounding in him. So it is when we are abounding in him that we will be able to know the secret of relationship with God, the secret of keeping the fire burning. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in darkness and the light dwells with him. I pray that the almighty God will help us. Just like the prayer of Paul the Apostle for for the Colossian church, so also that prayer comes to us that God will help us to be able to walk in his way, to be able to do his will, and to be able to keep the fire burning, burning for the rest of our lives. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Shall we bow down our heads for prayer? Shall we begin to talk to God and say, Oh God, help me. Help me to keep the flame of the love of God burning in my heart. To keep that fire burning. The fire of the love. The fire of faith. For me to bear fruit of the Spirit. Help me that the fire will continue to burn in me. Where I am struggling, Holy Spirit, take control. Holy Spirit, take control. Help me to keep the fire burning. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.